Hello, Obturator. I need to speak to Foramen. <laughs> Just messing with you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Anatomy Jokes. Zing. And yeah, I got him good on that one, right? Oh, got him. Shit. Oh man. Well, I mean, we just like to have a good old-fashioned time here. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I started the show because I read a whole bunch of anatomy jokes, and I found them very humorous. Oh, another <laughs> oh, one. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Oh man. So we're gonna have a quick commercial break and then come right back. But hey, until then, don't keep your eyes on the road. Yeah, because if you keep them in the road, they'll probably get run over. <laughs> I can't. When we're in a room together already, it's it gets weird with I faked the moon landing so you wouldn't get murdered. That right there with the Illuminami. Strange noises. And that would be cocaine. I could be an alien. Are you ready, motherfuckers? Yes. yes. <laughs> Fucking sick of it. I've had these goddamn fruit flies in my house for the last three days nonstop. I don't know how to get rid of them. I've gotten rid of all the fruit that went bad. We were... We were where camping. Did they, where did they come from? They just like develop. Yeah. Well, I don't even. They the they are birthed. birthed yeah. from, <laughs> they're birthed from rotten fruit. That's what that little bottom part of the banana is, dude. That's little just fuckers. The birth canal. It just shoots out flies. <laughs> no shit. Done and done. I told you there was conspiracies about bananas. I told you that on day one. Day one, Regis. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And and previously, just getting rid of the bad fruit, they like die within a day. But uh-huh. I. I don't really. I don't know what happened. At least just, they die quick, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't think any fly has a life expectancy of yeah. like a day. Exactly. It seems like they're constantly everywhere. They they must be just laying like motherfuckers. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like horny man <laughs> I've been in a house where or a room that as soon as I opened the door. It's as if I was walking through a swamp with mosquitoes. Oh, but that is the worst. Flies. Well, that's it. Well, okay, that's not. <laughs> you, like you, instead of walking straight, I had to like walk, like duck underneath <laughs> to get to where I wanted to go in the room to get to grab something. Going out, like it was so bad you can see the swarm of fruit flies. Jesus, like, are fruit- you sure the house wasn't haunted? Um, I'm gonna take I that didn't as a no. bring any of my geismometers or my seismographs. <laughs> it's geismometers. geismometers. Oh, <laughs> I didn't bring a geismometer. Yeah, and you'd be the first person to ever find a house haunted by fruit flies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it almost happened once, but come on. It was really gross, though. Oh, Surprisingly, yeah. it wasn't as stinky as there were fruit flies. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Was it... Or I had a cold. <laughs> was, there, was there a lot of fruit? Or no? Like maybe I, I had a bad know. flu. Maybe I hallucinated well, this whole thing. I, I didn't see any active fruit. Active? Yeah, I didn't see any active fruit active. running or <laughs> the of, stretching. Just, oh. Apples humping in Get the corner. I didn't see any visual fruit, but there was dirty sh- like dishes and cups and like cans everywhere. Like yeah, okay. Everywhere. Sounds like an episode of Hoarders. Was this it from works. when Macy lived with you? <laughs> it, it wasn't. No, it, it. you got the person right, but it wasn't in my house. Oh, okay. It was in my mom's house. That's pretty gross. Oh, my gosh, man. This was so bad. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I could see that happening. That makes sense to me. The only spot that was clean in the room was a space for her streaming because she streamed her video games. The... Where the camera 
showed her was spotless. Really? Of course it was. Just this to be. square. <laughs> Everything else, disgusting. I, I could see that. I've, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen little sn- snippets, sneak peeks into her, uh, her living quarters on the outs. It's not a good time. Not good. Not a good time. Well, now she's got a good source of protein for all those flies, right? <laughs> They're ending up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how do you go to sleep in that house without getting like 10 to 20 in your mouth a night? There's know? probably more than fruit flies climbing in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded really good. I know. I was about to say. Is that going towards more bugs? Is that like a she likes dick joke? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's all right. Just work through it, Regis. Okay, just work through it. <laughs> you okay? I'm we, all should, right. we shouldn't talk about your sister. I could go. On we know this is a touchy situation. Two hours. Someone <laughs> asked me about her the other day. Someone said, "How's Macy doing?" I was all, "Do you want to go down this road?" She's like, "Well, I'm just hoping she's okay." <laughs> I was like, I'm going to walk away before we get into some serious conversation. <laughs> if you just wanted to make sure she was okay, I shouldn't tell you how she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I mean, you just got to believe in her, Regis. What What would be easier for you, to believe in your sister or to believe in aliens? Damn. <laughs> oh, al- No, aliens. Okay. I believe that that's the right so answer. So much faster than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I mean, the idea of you know all of us being created and nothing else being out there is pretty far fetched and silly. Yeah, it's very yeah, slim. Me. Like yeah. we're that important. We're just some sort of experiment on a planet with nobody yeah. else around us. You know, on a TV show with a globe around us. <laughs> oh, I love that. Are you talking about Truman Show? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. He's got it. You know, there there was, um, after 9-11 happened, there was a a guy in New York that went or flew to see his, I don't know if he was from New York or if he was just, um, if he went to New York. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got it. He went to New York to see if 9-11 really happened because he thought that he... He had like a Truman, they call it like the uh, Truman Show syndrome. Yeah. And oh. he really had thought that it was just part of his show and it didn't really happen. So he He's flew like, oh, to Jesus. New York to make sure it really <laughs> happened. He told really? the psychiatrist that. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, I appreciate him like actually going out and be like, I have to, I need to make sure this is true. <laughs> At least he went out there instead of hiding in a room and be like, I'm on a show. Yeah. I'm <laughs> what it probably was was he was like, damn, well, I've already tested several times, and I know 100% that everyone in the like the next five miles around me is a part of my show. Hmm. I guess we just got to really test the boundaries of this motherfucker, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go all out while you're, while you're going through experiments. <laughs> right. <laughs> Such a weird type syndrome, or, you know, to, to have or to believe in that you – are so you're so important that they made an entire civilization yeah. around you to build your story. Mm. But what a cool idea too! It's oh sure fascinating. It makes a great movie. Terrible yeah, syndrome. Ab- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, terrible syndrome. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, people believe in a lot of weird stuff though. So I mean, especially if there's mental illnesses, I could believe that. Possibly, who knows? Uh, but yeah, believing 
is seeing. Am I right? You are right. I don't know. Are you? <laughs> you have thoughts. <laughs> it's usually my the the motto. My thought, yeah, my motto is I'd have to see it to believe it, regardless. Mm-hmm. And there's it, a lot of things I believe in that I haven't seen, but yeah, um, you're not certain. You know, I, I mean, especially with video footage nowadays, anybody oh, yeah. can edit and you know throw any any sort of special effects and anything into a video so like it would you be have the, to be I a would, skeptic yeah i would have to be there to believe that. i've seen a bunch of videos of like ghosts and all that and it's just like how mm-hmm. how do you believe it you yeah. know it's that's too hard that's my biggest thing i believe in aliens more than i do in ghosts but i haven't seen a ufo before or an alien but i mean i think that's the main thing that's really keeping me from saying i believe in aliens 100 percent. it's just that fact that it's just I haven't gotten to see one. Yeah. I really hope to someday. Fuck. Fuck. Regis, we still haven't signed up to be MUFON researchers so that we can start researching uh, alien sightings in our local area. The question is... You promised. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on, though. (laughs) I still haven't knocked it off the list. It's on the Okay. All right. Bucket list. That's fair. (laughs) Still a yes. Okay. Let me finish this beer first. Okay. <laughs> finish up the beer. We're going to pause the show. We're going to be gone for three days. <laughs> Do a quick little alien research, and we'll come right back. Uh, but before we get too much deeper in, I'd like to welcome our very special guest, Trevor. I won't say your last name. Houghton. How- hey, oh, there, there it go. is. I don't care. <clears throat> not that important. People don't really know me. So. <laughs> He's like, definitely not important <laughs> enough to have a Truman yeah. Show made of me. So, I mean. But thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for being here. First time. On a podcast, so ah, you're gonna have a blast. Yeah, it's really easy. If you know how to talk, then you'll be good at this. Oh, I'm, I'm screwed. Though. You, you have to listen to. I think that's where Regis fails sometimes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> More of the talking. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there, but there's actually a lot of uh, lists online of people who believe in aliens, and they list their reasons of why they think you should as well believe in aliens. Uh, some examples come from the fact that people have been having dreams about aliens ever since uh, history have been has been able to be documented. Uh, and for some reason, impo- the human mind finds it important to f- look what's out beyond the world. So we just will naturally have dreams about it. So, hey, you should believe them because people have dreams, right? <laughs> okay, good enough reason for me. Done, you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a dream that you know my mom i was driving with my mom in the passenger seat and she had hit a little kid with her car it was way dark i could barely see and then for like the next couple years at night i was just terrified of the idea nighttime i just got that glimpse but it never happened you know just because you have a dream about it yeah you know it's not like it's gonna happen but exactly i mean i'm not saying that it's well, Not real either. It reminded you that this shit could happen. Yeah, it, it could happen. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Look, any I was moment. terrified for a while. Yeah, my daughter had a dream the other night, and she woke up having a like, huge nightmare. She was crying. She sobbing. She could barely even tell me what was going on. I finally got her to calm down. Why were you so upset? So we stayed the night at Grandma and Grandpa's, and they, but they weren't Grandma and Grandpa. They were acting weird, Dad. <laughs> and we were there, and we were trying to go to sleep. And then they started eating all of our stuffed animals. 
my <laughs> right? God. And I was like, so on one side, I'm like, oh, my God, from a child's mind, that sounds terrifying. Yes. And then as from an adult side, I'm going, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagining my dad going. <laughs> all, of that, all that stuffed animal stuff. Uh, man, that would be hard to stomach. Like, that's a lot. That sounds like a deleted scene from The Visit. Yeah. Y'all seen that? (laughs) Right? Exactly. I have not seen The Visit. Dude, that's the creepiest fucking movie I've ever seen. M. Night Shyamalan does good. He brought himself back from the Avatar after that movie, for sure. (laughs) That was twisted. The grandpa shits himself all the time, so he wears diapers, but they don't throw away the diapers. They keep it in a shed. At the end of the movie, the grandpa shoves the dirty diaper in the boy's face. Well... Oh, M. Night Shyamalan shit. twist is ruined. Thanks, Regis. Oh, my bad, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He gets shit shoved in his face, and then the movie ends. So disgusting. <laughs> no, I think that's really it. Like, that's the last scene, and then the credits come? Of course. Is that right? Of course. I fell asleep. <laughs> you're like, oh, you, so you fell asleep right after. You're like, this is the climax. The kid got shit shoved in his face. I can go to sleep now. <laughs> Movie's over. <laughs> yeah, how, how, where do you go from there? You have to end the movie. Right? The movie's the only movie. going to slow yeah. down or get worse. So, <laughs> might as well just accept it here. Uh, other reasons to believe in aliens is that every extraterrestrial era has had its own version of aliens, but they all still keep certain defining characteristics of them. Uh, you know. Either them ranging to being abnormally short or abnormally tall, extra big eyes, somewhat humanoid, but or bigger sp- heads. Spaghetti fingers. Yeah, spaghetti fingers, for sure. Um, one of the things that you don't see is you never see an overweight alien, which just seems to be weird because there's... No. Only in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, only in Star Wars. There's obesity, <laughs> like in America. Why wouldn't there be obesity on other planets? Wouldn't it be... It would be way more accepting if you saw some chubby-ass <laughs> fat alien. Like, I believe that's a real alien you know, there. Dude, that dude's cool. Man. He hasn't he been hitting the gym up every day. To be fair, and stuff. when have you seen a fat astronaut? It's true. Mm. Too much work to <laughs> yeah. suit up. Maybe so. the aliens that yeah. we're seeing, they're like military elite. So that they have to only weigh that sounds boring, pounds. but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I do love the concept. No, for sure. Um, that different people in movies or in books or even personal or dreams or whatever the how they view aliens differently. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. There's a, just a large amount of the illustrations on aliens. It's cool. Yeah, for sure. I agree. It's. That's that's one that's one thing I like about researching different cultures just in general is everything just has it's they have the exact same thing but it's they all have their own different flavor and it's yeah. just and I didn't mean flavor as a food joke like it's it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean uh, another reason a lot of people are starting to believe that you should uh believe in aliens more, the government has been slowly taking UFOs more seriously. I mean, not definitely not as seriously as it used to, like in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Those were the, the glory days of UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> you got burned for being left-handed because you were a witch, though, in the 40s, 50s, <laughs> and 60s. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> also, really bad racism. Yeah. There was more rights for aliens during the 40s, 50s, and yeah. 60s than for most of the people who lived yeah. here. So, um, Yeah, so scientists are starting to push more for belief in aliens. Um, I mean... There's been further documentation that they've found with research 
I mean, more drawings, and uh, there's a lot of asteroids they've been finding that look a lot like giant rocket ships. But I mean, they're just asteroids. It's just I like mean. looking at clouds, though. Yeah, yeah. And making Everyone. turtles. Yep. Yes. Uh, I mean, people who are rich and also allegedly smart. I can't prove that they're smart. <laughs> but, you know, people like Elon Musk. I mean, he's super smart, allegedly. I don't know. He yeah. may just be a rich person pretending to be smart. Who knows? Uh, but a lot more of these uh, rich, famous, somewhat intelligent people are believing in aliens. So jump on the bandwagon with them, guys. Uh, more and more military and government, ex-military and government, are, be, are coming out about their experiences with UFOs. And so that's what a lot of people are starting to push more and more towards their evidence. And uh, even if they haven't seen it themselves, they are more keen to believe because of what others have said. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, it, you, you get somebody in your life that you know personally, family member or whatever, and they tell you a story, and you tend to want to believe them because yeah. you wouldn't think that one of your family members would just be batshit crazy, you know? So I think that's how... M- most. How, most. That's, <laughs> that's how everything generally spreads and starts, but... Exactly. I think that's the thing that I like about my... How I view everything is I don't care who it is. You're going to have to show me. I just... I'm just... Yeah. I'm a skeptic. I just don't... I'm not going to believe it until I actually see it. Like, I don't care what happens before I die. If I die and I see something that everybody thought was true, then... Hey, cool, but there you until go. then, yeah, yeah. There it is. That and that's yeah, that's one of my things. That one hundred percent how I feel about ghosts. Yeah. I there's just nothing that can make me truly believe in ghosts until I see something happen, which is a terrifying fact because I if ghosts are real, I definitely don't want to be visited by one, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean at the same time could be Casper though. Yeah, he's he nice. could be a dope cool yeah. He's he, all right. He could be a lifetime <laughs> lifetime buddy. You never don't tell me you've never He doesn't seen even know Casper. who Casper is. Casper the Friendly Dog? <laughs> is, there a, is there a Christmas special? Yeah, for sure. I think I've seen the Christmas special. I mean, that's at least something. Half a point? It's at least something. Half a point. <laughs> Three quarters of a point, maybe, <laughs> yeah. if I'm feeling nice. But <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to go into some of these government stories. One a little more specifically. Okay. I mean, actually, only really one. I don't know why I said these stories. Because I like to fuck with you. <laughs> I'm just waiting at the end. I'm like, all right, and what's the second one? <laughs> right. No. Oh, no, that was it, buddy. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> but on June 14th, 1947, William Brazel, a foreman working on the Foster homestead, noticed clusters of debris about 30 miles north. Uh, this date also appeared in later stories featuring Brazel, but the initial press release from the local Army airfield said the find was sometime last week which would also put the timeline around early July. So mid-June, early July. Uh, But so Brazel told the local reporters that he and his son saw a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, and a rather tough paper and some some type of unidentifiable unidentifiable oh god <laughs> my hand huh? what's going on here guys you drugged me i knew it uh sticks some type of wood okay yeah but so he paid little attention to it but returned on july 4th with his son wife and daughter to gather up the material uh the next day brazel heard reports about people seeing flying discs and wondered if that was what he'd picked up 
So on July 7th, Brazel saw Sheriff Wilcox and whispered that he might have found a flying disc. <laughs> what he actually said was, I whispered all secret it like. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they talked back then. Exactly. That's what you had to talk. Yeah. Just trying to be <laughs> confidential. <laughs> but so. <laughs> um, but so, Major Wilk, or Wilcox called Major Jesse Marcel to accompany Brazel back to the ranch where more pieces were picked up. Uh, they spent a couple of hours on Monday afternoon looking for more parts of the device, and they found a few more patches of tinfoil and rubber. So on July 8, 1947, the Roswell Army Air Force Public Information Officer Walter Hott issued a press release stating that personnel from the field's 509th Operation Group had recovered a flying disc, which had crashed on a ranch near Roswell, as described in the July 9, 1947 edition of the Roswell Daily Record. How many more times do I need to say it? About Ro say Ro Roswell? <laughs> you guys did it. <laughs> Said it three times. So I didn't say it louder than any other time. So I'm making sure you picked up on it. You should have started the drinking game before you started, huh? <laughs> You're like, how many times is he going to say Roswell? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, so we're talking about Roswell today. Exciting, right? All right We've yeah. tickled this a few times. Yes. So first question, what... What or why would tinfoil be a good <laughs> good use for a structure like a UFO or a flying object I in mean, general? Lightweight, reflective. <laughs> let me let me answer this. You can make as a, a, a small cookie baking device. <laughs> All of those reasons. <laughs> yes. From an engineer's point. Right. I was waiting for an explanation. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I blanked because <laughs> I don't know shit about engineering. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and uh, I mean, it's definitely tinfoil wouldn't be on an alien ship. I no. mean, I think we know that better now. Yeah, they would be incredibly <laughs> more advanced than us. Or you would oh, hope sure. if they were – or if they were – no way a tinfoil ship's making through <laughs> out of All space this. to another planet. Yeah. For a boring argument, a lightweight metal that is durable. Yeah. True. I was thinking that maybe this was like the first trial and error of like drones. Or you know, weather balloons. Drones. People yeah. started with like wood legs for landing and then some tinfoil just to yeah. just to get the shape. You know, I don't know how they flew them. But like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, just think about it. 70 years in the future, yeah, the people will have these on remote controls and yeah. they control them with weird cellular devices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, space. That's interesting, though, because one, like a part of me says, like, it's completely outrageous. But then another part is not part of me just would assume that not everybody is batshit crazy and just making up stories mm -hmm. just to make up stories, you know, like. And sometimes that's what's hard is a lot of people, as we find out in these stories, just make up shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm a pretty creative person, but I'd say about 90 percent of the stories we've heard so far, I don't think I would be able to just make up, at least me personally. No. I don't know. It's, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, either way, props to him, whether you saw an alien or not. <laughs> yeah. Good imagination. <laughs> yeah. But so, on July 9th, the Roswell Daily Record stated the, that there was a balloon which held it up. If that was how it worked, it must have been at least 12 feet long. And Brazel felt that measuring the distance by the size of the room in which he sat, it was rather large. The rubber was smoky gray in color and scattered over an area about 200 yards in diameter. 
When the debris was gathered up, the tinfoil, paper, tape, and sticks made a bundle about three feet long and seven or eight inches thick. So while the rubber made a bundle about another 18 or 20 inches long and eight inches thick. That's some pretty thick rubber. Yeah. I mean, hey. The sticks is where I'm hung up on. <laughs> You're like, yeah. like why do they use like wind sticks? <laughs> How old school were these? First thing, first thing I thought of is just like an, an do they call a hot air balloon? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of. I, I would think other than rubber, I would think that that those type of ingredients or materials would make up a hot air balloon. You probably have some sort of tin foil in the mixture or some sort of metal in the yeah. mixture of heating the balloon but for sure well and so that and that's everybody was no one i think who saw the wreckage was like we got a flying saucer yeah (laughs) i think the biggest problem is one person said we have an unidentified flying object and they said we've got a flying disc (laughs) are you fucking kidding me right now oh my i'm not ready for this yeah we took one class in military band camp and it only like was like six hours i'm not ready for this (laughs) Okay, guys, we got a flying saucer. This is a big deal. Yeah. Especially in a small town like this. Big deal. But no, so it, and as soon as they got it to an FBI office, uh, they sent it to a Fort Worth, Texas office. And uh, on July 8th, 1947, they were even to, able to, so that like the very next day that they brought it in, they were able to just say, calm down. This just resembles a high altitude weather balloon. And it just looks like it's got a radar reflector attached to it. Yeah. Boom. So that's all right. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. That's uh, good. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think I would want to find anything significant like that. <laughs> because imagine, just imagine trying to persuade people to think in you're yeah. not crazy. It would probably drive you insane to try and prove your sanity. Oh, for sure. Probably really would. So would you share it or would you keep it? I don't. Or would I, you leave it there? <laughs> it would. It would not be, my fucking problem. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't Jeez. think I didn't I, see shit. Yeah, I don't think you could live without sharing it, but I would hate to be the one to mm-hmm. find it. Yeah, for sure. It would be rough. I would. I don't. You would. Ha- you would definitely have to somehow. Now, nope. There's no way. Yeah. It's just. It's not gonna happen. Government will make you just seem crazy. Fucking government. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Sheesh. <laughs> he hasn't been president for a while now. Still got to use it. (laughs) But so early on that same day in Tuesday, the RAAF, which was the Roswell Roswell Army Air Force, issued a press release, which was immediately picked up by numerous news outlets. Uh, The many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of a 509th bomb group of the 8th Air Force was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavez County. Good start, right? Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to skip like three sentences because it gets really boring there for a second. Uh, <laughs> then it talks about like, hey, yeah, they didn't call us right away because he doesn't have a phone. I mean, because who does? It's the 40s. Uh, <laughs> I had no cell service. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just go to it doesn't work in my area. Yeah. So. But anyways, they were quickly able to confirm by Ramey's preliminary opinion that they were identifying the object as being a weather balloon and its radar reflector. And the military decided to conceal the true purpose of the crash device. So, yeah, I mean, they full-on said, oh, somebody said we had a flying saucer, but I'm here to tell you now, calm down, we don't. Yeah. There's nothing. But so, I'm going to do one little, like a like a little, oh, what's that director's name? He did Kill Bill. and uh, Stephen Hawking. Pulp Fiction. 
Tarantino. I'm going to Tarantino you guys okay, for a second we're here. Going, we're, 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 are we going to the front or the end? We're going to the the end. government covered up Roswell. We already know that. Facts? 100% facts. The government covered up Roswell. Now I'm going to Tarantino you. We're coming back here. And I'm going to tell you a device crashed. And instead of informing the public, they decided to tell them it was a weather balloon. That's all I'm going to tell you. You hooked? You ready to go? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, ready. what the hell? <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the popcorn. <laughs> so a press conference was held featuring debris said to be from the crashed object, which matched the weather balloon descriptions. Um, and so, but this was exactly what they had planned. They wanted to have the story die. So they gave it a very quick attention, gave it a very boring response, and it was dead the next day. No, it was not talked about, at least on the news or by actual any ufologists, for almost 30 years. That's a actual term, ufologist? Ufologist. So really? it's a UFOologist. I, I, yeah, I assumed yeah. it was just, but... It's, it, which is really stupid, because the, an acronym shouldn't be thrown in and then make a word, but I mean... It's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. yeah. Huh. It, it is the English language, though. Oh, yeah. Good times. Still <laughs> yeah. don't know if it's GIF or JIF. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I could help you, but it'd be boring. Another yeah. comparison this just popped in my brain. Why is done and dome spelled so differently, but pronounced so differently? Because the Wait, M did and I say the that M. right? I don't know. I'm so confused. Done and dome. They're spelled almost the exact same. Yeah. But you don't say them the same. Yeah. But you're you're getting upset about oh, two different words. What about read and read Red. and lead and lead? <laughs> Why do your there, feet there, smell there. but your nose runs? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> Aliens, yeah, Dome bro. should you... be pronounced Doomy anyway. That's how it should be pronounced. Dome. Dome. Now is Doomy. <laughs> Dome. Yeah, there See, you go. Dome. <laughs> See the big Domey over there? <laughs> it's really, really wide Domey. <laughs> so, but yeah. So between 1978 and the early 1990s, UFO researchers such as Stanton Friedman, William Moore, Carl Flock, and the team of Kevin D. Randall and Donald R. Schmidt interviewed several hundred people who claimed to have had a connection with the events at Roswell in 1947. Uh, so most of the information about Roswell was just slowly coming out because they were trying to get Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, they were also trying to do this for the Majestic 12, which is a episode all of its own. Another topic we've gently touched and caressed gently. So... They were requesting the actual documentation from the crash. That's what the yeah. public was trying to get. And mm-hmm. then, so I'm assuming if they came up with this this theory that they they received actual documentation, I mean, or were they ever able to receive any? It Do took you... it took all the way until the late '90s, but it did happen. Yeah. So since it resurfaced from those beliefs of the public wanting more information. Uh, it, it took a while, not until the 90s, that anything was actually released. But until then, ufologists and uh, believers of the Roswell incident uh, just made up their own conclusions, of Wait, course. Do ufologists have to get it? Like, are, do they have an actual degree? Yeah, they go to school and everything for it. Or is this um, a, one of those self-entitled so, things? So I think, I think when, <laughs> so I think when like you're like a scientist of... Of like something else, and when? you lose your job, <laughs> and and then when yeah, and when people are like, "This guy's fucking nuts," 
he's like, oh, I'm not a scientist anymore. Well, I still got a d- science degree. I'm just a ufologist now. Because okay. <clears throat> I believe in aliens, and I try to prove stuff about aliens. Which yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a very <laughs> loose term. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad that people do pursue things that are looked at as silly by us, but it's a form of entertainment. Oh, you know, regardless 100%. of what you, you know, at least you can, at least you can read it, you know, and, yeah. and form your own opinion from it and stuff. Like that's just they're just like actors, actors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be real though, like they're important. They really <laughs> yeah. are important to study the things. They're like, no, it's not crazy, or though that's not a thing that mm-hmm. no one's seen one. It's not real. Well, I don't care what you say. I'm gonna keep studying yeah. and learn it to hopefully go. Aha! I found it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Some it's aliens. definitely necessary, as crazy as it sounds. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I like the fact more of their entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I mean, anything is a form of entertainment, really. I mean, just depending on the person you are, whether it's video games, yeah. social sure. media, you know. I mean, you need that form of For entertainment. Sure. If it brings you laughter to read about some tinfoil spaceship, you know, like, then that's good for you. It's good for you to laugh. Or if you believe it, then it's good for you to be intrigued by it and pursue it, you know? For sure. Especially when it comes to aliens. There's so many fun different possibilities. Oh, yeah. Some of those possibilities, even ranging from what they believe happened at Roswell. Like, at least one alien spacecraft crashed near Roswell. Alien bodies had been recovered and that a government cover-up of the incident had taken place. So that's what most of these researchers were pinned down on. That's what they believed. Over the years, books, articles, and television specials kind of brought the incident uh, a lot of notoriety, for sure. And so in 1978, uh, nuclear physicist and author Stanton Friedman, who's he's one of the first people to really research Roswell, and he's, I mean, that's his biggest credit to as well. I mean, I... You, I found a lot of information about Stanton Friedman when I was also doing research on the Betty and Barney Hill abductions. Really? Yeah, he did a lot of research on that, too. Interesting. But, um, yeah. Does, so Is he a ufologist? So, yeah, he's technically a ufologist. But, I mean, so I think that's the thing. He's also you, a nuclear physicist that so just happens to also believe in aliens. He's a does, real smart guy. Yeah, I mean, so. Allegedly. Allegedly smart guy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't prove any of that. <laughs> but, once again, yeah. He's at least got some documentation. Dang. And so St- Friedman, he interviewed Jesse Marcel, uh, the only person known to have accompanied the Roswell debris from where it was recovered. Uh, and he took it and he was there for when it was sent to Fort Worth, where reporters saw material which was claimed to be part of the recovered object. Uh, and so the accounts given by Friedman and others in the following years elevated Roswell's notoriety and it really brought it back to life because it was just a forgotten incident. Um, And actually, a lot of people who believed in UFOs had researched Roswell and thought it, oh, for sure, like, I believe in UFOs, but that wasn't a UFO at all. Just a weather balloon. The government even told us so. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I mean, definitely interesting because going back to the nuclear physicist and... I, I, you just you got to think that there's a form a level of intelligence at that you know it's that type of occupation oh yeah to where he's not he can't be crazy right he can't just be making shit up but then again it goes back to just how you personally yeah. see everything like i gotta see it to believe it it's gonna have to For crash sure. in my backyard 
in order for me. <laughs> yeah. Which would be good if it right. would get rid of all the goat heads in my backyard. <laughs> I'd be happy just about burn that. the whole motherfucker to yeah, hell just burn and it. start it over. Yeah, well, I want my house, but I just don't want the goat heads. <laughs> yeah. So. If there's fair. anything that flying saucers are good for, <laughs> yeah, like it's weed killers. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Man found UFO glad it burned goat heads. That would be the article right. headline right there. <laughs> I like the level of hope in that. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> fingers crossed. Have you ever had goat heads? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Well, Did you have to get them out of your uh, Neighbors. Not in yeah. my yard. You're but. better off just burning your house and mm-hmm. restarting. <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got three different weed formations in my backyard that the goat heads have attached themselves to. So I don't even when I'm like trying to look specifically just for those i don't even know which weeds to pull anymore i'm just i mean i pull all of them anyways but yeah you never even know (laughs) hopefully you have a flying saucer that crashes and burns god fingers crossed man (laughs) i didn't know that was my dream until he just said it so (laughs) uh but so yeah in 1980 the first conspiracy book about roswell was written uh and it was mainly uh written by charles berlitz and william moore with some help from stanton friedman uh, and their narrative holds that an alien craft was flying over the New Mexico desert and it was observing the U.S. nuclear weapons activity because that's what they care about, right? Uh, but then crashed after being hit by lightning, killing the aliens on board, and then a cover- government cover-up just followed after that. Uh, they claim to have interviewed over 90 witnesses uh, and and uh, the Roswell incident featured accounts of debris that were described by Marcel as nothing made on this earth. Uh, they also, in this book, got additional accounts from Bill Brazel, son of Mac Brazel, uh, and the neighbor Floyd Proctor, and they all suggested that the material Marcel recovered had super strength not associated with a weather balloon. So but can't withstand a lightning strike. Yeah, bro. Jeez. <laughs> Lighting's like, fuck, man. I, yeah, I'm just <laughs> That's saying. what the tinfoil's for. But, That's supposed to, like, reflect the yeah. lightning. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds more realistic. You get interviews yeah. of people saying, like, we don't know what this material is, not, like, tinfoil yeah. and sticks. That's the, that's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the problem is the, the first story, the first, you know, sighting and findings of all these materials right. was wood and balloons and rubber, and now they're this like, This guy's like, Whoa. I don't know. I don't we know never, how to describe this. Yeah, we never seen this. You know? <laughs> like, looks like some sort to of go from that to that. You know, like that's that's pretty hard to do but. for sure. They just didn't have as much imagination as we do now. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then so they in this book they also as well stated that the famous photograph of Marcel posing with the debris was also substituted for debris from a weather device. As part of the cover-up, so the famous picture of this guy holding the equipment is not the actual equipment that got crashed down. Yeah, they wouldn't. Would they? Would you think they would? Well, I would personally, but would you think they would take a photograph and release all yeah. of that right. evidence? You know, it would blow. That's the problem with human beings too: is we can't handle that much information at once. So if yep. they were just to present it. Our heads would probably shoot off our shoulders. Oh, hey, look at this. Yeah. So he was, he he, he at least claims they weren't the same things that they took a picture of. But I believe it. Whether an alien happened there or not, and a government's the government's like, oh, here's this guy. He found this crashed here, and we almost thought it was a flying saucer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, those aren't the real pieces. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Whether it was an alien or not. Come on. Yeah. It's just like a. <laughs> 
Oh, it's just like an old gaming system, like an Atari. He's standing there holding. <laughs> what the fuck is? <laughs> These don't happen for another thirty years, but this is definitely alien, not man-made. <laughs> Never seen these materials. Is this tinfoil? What is? <laughs> you guys didn't have tinfoil on your. We should use this to bake cookies. Atari's? What are we doing with this stuff here? Building ships, right? Come on. <laughs> So, uh, in this book as well, they also claim that the efforts by the military were uh, described as being intended to discredit and counteract the growing hysteria towards flying saucers. Uh, There's also multiple accounts of military aggression to silence witnesses, allegedly. So, that was the first book about Roswell's description. And that's what's hard about Roswell, is there's one main story, but about what actually happened, it just evolves. And I think that's what is the m- like the main discredit towards the Roswell theory is that it just it, it just gets worse and worse from here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the first claim, like okay, that makes it ninety witnesses. Okay, saying all right, some some things about the parts, and uh, oh, maybe the government was a little pushy. Okay, that's fair. And then in 1991, the next book came out. By Kevin Randall and Donald Schmidt, uh, it's, it was called UFO Crash at Roswell. They added an additional 100 new witnesses, altered and tightened up the narrative, uh, included several new details, including accounts of a giant hole that extended four or five hundred feet at the ranch, uh, and descriptions of a second crash site and a recovery operation. Several witnesses in the Roswell incident described being turned back from the Foster Ranch by armed military police, uh, but. There wasn't much detail given about that, of course. This is the story (laughs) about the guy that caught the fish this Mm -hmm. big, and then it keeps getting passed on, and that fish keeps getting bigger and bigger. This is exactly... We just tend to over-exaggerate until it becomes ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Well, and But the biggest thing that this book had was an interview with Glenn Dennis. And Glenn Dennis, he was supposedly the first person to bring up the facts that they believed they were testing on these alien bodies. So he uh, supposedly was an important witness in 1989 for this book. He called a hotline, and his descriptions of alien autopsies were the first account that said were to be done, were being done to alien corpses at the Roswell Army Air Base. But of course, he also made this call after watching an episode of Unsolved Mysteries about the Roswell accounts i mean i see (laughs) i don't think they correlate but maybe probably uh i watched this episode of on some show and the guy made this epic epic cheeseburger epic so i'm talking about the layers inside of this burger Mm -hmm. had all the sausages and meats that you can think of that sounds amazing so first thing he did of course was think about aliens being on top you tried tried to recreate it i spent the probably the next week (laughs) focusing on the dynamics of hamburger what makes it that's exactly why i had to stop watching man versus food because i'd watch it and then i wanted to make a 25 pound burrito <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it never worked out honey like, we oh. don't have enough tortillas <laughs> yeah. well i wasted about 19.5 pounds of food yeah. uh, <laughs> but that's all right just be leftovers for the kids the rest of the week right come on uh but yeah so in 1992 
uh, Stanton Friedman kind of re-entered the scene of the Roswell experiences, and uh, he wrote his own book. And Friedman introduced n- new witnesses, of course, which in 1992, uh, bringing in more witnesses from something that happened in 1947. I mean, okay. Uh, he doubled the number of flying saucers to two. <laughs> they came out of their hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, guys, we've waited never, a long time. We'll never guess what I saw. Yeah, we're about to die. We need to let somebody know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of deathbed confessions. I, I, I feel like the number one deathbed, co- like deathbed confession is I'm D.B. Cooper. And then, like, seconds, probably, oh, I saw something at Roswell. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it, for sure. Yeah. Um, And so then he also stated that there was possibly up to eight alien bodies that were recovered, two of which were said to have still survived and had been taken into custody by the government. So just getting... More and more. They're just local workers now. That's (laughs) what they're doing. We just got... Some aliens working for the government, building weapons and machinery for us now. That's what they're doing. It's not nice to call them aliens. Back in the 40s, they should have just called them Oriental people or Asians. (laughs) It's a nice... (laughs) Sorry. Uh, another book that came out in 1994 included the claim that alien bodies were taken by cargo plane to be viewed by Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was curious about the appearance of the aliens. Sounds like a Trump name. <laughs> yeah. Definitely sounds like <laughs> Wait, you guys have what? <laughs> I got to see that. I want to yeah. see. Yeah. That part's just always so weird to me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, of course, if you're the president, you want to know, right? Yeah. And so I'm not surprised if aliens did happen that Eisenhower probably would have been like, wait, they just found what? <laughs> fucking i don't care where they need to jump military bases around bring it here first Honestly. i want to see what they look like <laughs> and how how do you keep that as a secret if you work for the government how do you go home to your family like i've had some days at work that i'm like you're not gonna believe this shit yep. but if i see an alien at work and i'll be damned if i don't say anything to my <laughs> right. wife like you gotta check this out this is insane like mm. you will not but then again, they probably just look at you like you're batshit crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what, like, what's the number now? Yeah. 56% of marriages end in divorce. And I'd bet at least like 20% of those divorces are because the other partner couldn't tell some the other partner about aliens. I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> holding information. Yeah. Couldn't hold it anymore? Yeah. Boom, divorced. Thanks, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, it's you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ruined my marriage. You turned me into an alcoholic and made me cheat on my wife three times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, one of the other things that is hard sometimes with any theory, but especially if there's more than like five major stories, if, if there's just so many different accounts of the same story, it loses a lot of credibility, right? But so a lot of these different accounts uh, led to separation amongst ufologists even, to where even a lot of people in the UFO community didn't believe Roswell was a thing, uh, especially the Center for UFO Studies, SUFOS, and the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON, which we've talked I about. I love these. Right? Two leading UFO societies. They just disagreed on the Roswell incident so much that they actually had to have several conferences held to just try and resolve their differences about the story. So ufologists would meet 
for at the MUFO for the SUFO. Uh, on the, the, the SUFOs and the MUFONs would meet together to talk about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. It's break, good. Break down the acronyms for you. There you go. It's yeah. real good. <laughs> so hundreds of people were interviewed by the various researchers and authors, um, but critics point out that only a few of these people claim to have seen debris or aliens. Uh, most witnesses were repeating the claims of others, and so th- they were able to slowly break it down into numbers of just like actual people that could have possibly been alive, could have seen things, were still alive, and that was able to narrow it down for their numbers. So of the 90 people claimed to have been interviewed for the Roswell incident, the testimony of only 25 appear in the book, and only seven of these people saw the debris. Hmm. Of these, five handled the debris. And so in 2001, another book was made just specifically talking about these numbers, trying to just kind of discredit just there's so many people that are witnesses to this small town incident that happened 70 years ago. What's going on here? A whole book dedicated (laughs) to explaining the numbers. Yeah, right. So odds of these things being well i mean it's just well not just the numbers but it's about disproving like trying to find the fact or fiction in the roswell incident and they go into these these numbers more so approximately 271 people are listed in the ufo crash at roswell book as interviewees for the book and this number doesn't include those who chose to remain anonymous so they rounded that up to a little over 300 witnesses were interviewed (laughs) Of these 300-plus individuals, only 41 can be considered genuine first or even being nice second-hand witnesses to the events in and around the Roswell area. What's a second-hand witness? Please explain. Right. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> I know a guy. first-hand witness, I know a guy. But, I mean, yeah. after the second-hand witness, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe you they're so close to second-hand, they can still see the reflection in your eyes. Yeah. You just saw an alien. <laughs> I love that. My secondhand witness starts with ninety people that witnessed it, but all of a sudden there's three hundred people that need to be interviewed. Wait, you're doing yeah. a you're doing an interview on aliens? I I'm pretty sure I heard a story in yeah. the diner yeah. about all of this. Exactly. So it's they're trying to find. They're like, wait, okay, there's there's about three hundred people here that have been interviewed, <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way there is over ninety. Uh, and so, so yeah, of those three hundred, of those three hundred, only forty-one could be at least somewhat genuine, and only twenty-three of those can be reasonably thought to have seen physical evidence or debris recovered from the Foster Ranch. And of these, as we talked about, only seven had asserted anything suggestive or of it being otherworldly. So okay, yeah, that those kind of those kind of books are needed. It's kind of a entertainment. Reali- it's a it's a reality check mm-hmm. to like, hey, this these are the facts here. This is what you guys have present presented over the years. Mm-hmm. We're gonna lay them out for you so you can see how ridiculous and how just unaligned your stories are. Yeah, know? yeah, and that's and that's been one of the biggest problems is uh, a lot of people who are against the Roswell incident. They just state that they. All they want to do is try and find facts and evidence and events that happened. Yet they're so excited about finding all of these things out and just having basically quantity over quality that they contradict their own stories most of the time. Absolutely. So, yeah. So 
Definitely. I mean, usually the people that are like, oh, these stories aren't real and trying to debunk them, most of the time I'm like, bro, just relax, man. But they're needed because sometimes stories just get way out of hand, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) The the witnesses quadruple. Yeah. And not to mention (laughs) that... They were all giving birth at the same time. They all had (laughs) twins and all the babies seen the UFO when they had it but then later on they were unable they were unable to be a witness at the time because they couldn't speak but when they got older is when the more witnesses came they're like oh yeah i feel comfortable now yeah. it's a safe place yeah i was only a day old but i remember i just couldn't talk about it <laughs> <laughs> it was uncomfortable for me so well yeah and and so and even of those seven people that have claimed to see the aliens there's still a lot of problems ranging from the reliability of if it was actually a second-hand account or not, uh, the credibility problems with witnesses giving contradictory thing. accounts, second-hand witness, yeah. I'm not over that. Because <laughs> I think of second-hand smoke, like you were in the area and you you smelled it, like. Yeah. Am I am I possibly a second-hand witness to this? <laughs> <laughs> like, it smells like an alien. Like, it's so weird. That's not a thing. As much as you tell me that they're secondhand witnesses, they're full of shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, as we talked about as well, there's a whole bunch of these deathbed confessions um, or accounts even just from elderly people who could possibly be easily confused or misled in their questioning. Okay. And, I mean, that's – but there's going to be a lot of that with – like, that's part of the problem of re- researching a story that's over 50 years old. <laughs> Absolutely. Is, well, you know, and the the advancement of technology, you know, to to go back in such a time where it wasn't available, where our simple minds now just like, well, how come there was no footage? Oh, well, <laughs> it took a lot more to get footage of the video. You know, yeah. statements might have taken might have taken a lot more to get ninety people to come out and confess. They might have had to go door to door, and then yeah. you know, well, who I mean, knows, it, it it the person who even found the UFO. To, it even took them possibly three weeks to call somebody yeah. and say, hey, I think I found a UFO, by the way. I just couldn't get around about getting into town to use the phone yeah. out there. Sorry. Yeah. We got busy. We went on vacation. <laughs> it was the 4th of July weekend. Give us a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's another problem that uh, some of these researchers put is that there's a lot of problems when it comes into, you know, this amount of time for just recalling facts from memory. So the – the earliest interview was about 31 years after the events, and and in many of these cases, they were counted more than 40 years after the fact. And so not only do memories this old lose their reliability, they're also just subject to contamination from other accounts that the interviewees may have been exposed to. Yeah, my, so. my wife asked me about things that happened in the during a year when we had a kid and i just say i don't remember anything that year i had a kid like i that's like i don't understand how you remember 40 years ago 29 and i can't remember when the year of me have i remember my kid being born and then that's it and then they're a year old that's the only thing that happened no sorry just a real 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 strange emotional blur that's (laughs) yeah so I mean, so it was getting bigger, though. So eventually the General Accounting Office launched an inquiry and directed the Office of the United States Secretary of the Air Force to conduct an internal investigation. 
Oh, I said all that right. <laughs> Deserve a goddamn medal. <clears throat> the result was summarized in two reports. The first was released in 1994 and concluded that the material recovered in 1947 was likely debris from Project Mogul. It was a military surveillance program employing high-altitude balloons. And so this is kind of tricked you guys. This is where I tarantino do. Okay. 100% the crash landing on Roswell was a cover-up. But it was just the fact that they covered up a weather balloon for a spy balloon. Got so Either project... This is the same thing that we talked about? Or there's another incidence of this exact same thing happening? No, so... Project Mogul was a was a project that was happening during this time frame at least, and it wasn't declassified until the nineties. It was in Russia. We we had shit crash in Russia, mm -hmm. and we're like, "Oh, it was a weather balloon." Just kidding. It was a spy balloon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, so it's very yeah, pretty much like the same thing. It's just it was a spy balloon that in Project Mogul they were testing high altitude balloons with these subsonic microphone equipment pretty much that if they got it into a high enough layer that the atmosphere around the earth just like the same way as it would in water it the vibrations carry more and so they had these spy balloons in hopes of being able to listen to nuclear testing hmm. from the soviet union so that's part of what this project mogul was about was using these weather balloons for and so that's what they claim is, oh, that's why the military people who found it in Roswell were like, I think we just found a flying saucer. This is fucking crazy. Because they wouldn't have known. It was classified. And then by the time the FBI got involved to release it, they're like, well, we, I mean, we can't tell them it's a spy balloon. Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> Just a weather balloon. They'll yeah. go even crazier <laughs> if they know it was a spy balloon. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... So Put that as you will, whether that's a cover-up of a cover-up. Oh, okay, fuck, we have to tell the public something. We can't tell them it was aliens. Tell them we were spying on Russia, <laughs> and we couldn't tell them about that yet. That works, right? We fall for that. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I, um, I can't. I guess it de just depends on what you define as a UFO. Because mm -hmm. that's definitely an un unidentified flying yeah, object. Yeah, they wouldn't have known, so... I mean, I guess the government really wasn't covering anything up. They're like, yeah, it was a UFO, but it was just a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all it was. It, I mean, but they were really covering CYA, the spy games. covering their own ass. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and so, and then the, the second report was released in 1997, and that concluded that the reports of recovered alien bodies were likely a combination of innocently transformed memories of accidents involving military casualties and also memories of recoveries of dummies in military programs such as done in the 1950s. So, in the 1950s, there was a lot of alien reports, especially of alien bodies being found. And this was also conveniently during a time when the military was supposedly doing these tests. Uh, I believe it's called Operation High Dive. <laughs> <laughs> they were testing things with parachutes. And so they were making these very humanoid bodies that were... <laughs> <laughs> very lifelike, probably, in yeah. weight and size and everything. Yeah, right? lifelike, yeah. but except it had, like, these metal bones put in it, and it was, in like, a very translucent skin. <laughs> and they were putting them in jumpsuits. Oh. 
And Can you so imagine being a kid and get watching this body fall. So from yeah, the so there's these people. To, oh my god! <laughs> seeing this human-esque like body, but not a human body falling to the ground, and then shortly being picked up by government <laughs> agents and being taken away. Talk about poor planning by the government. Right there. Yeah. Like you guys didn't. So, you guys didn't think any of this. Through? You didn't think someone was gonna lose their mind. Yeah. They saw right. some metal figure with I get transparent a, skin <laughs> i get a from, letter from the city saying that they're going to be doing like major digging and just it's going to be a little noisy but just know <laughs> that we've got bulldozers in this area just imagine that mail well, why didn't why notification? didn't send out a letter yeah, to these guys and be like hey up. it was yeah. classified bro <laughs> these are not real bodies you're gonna see these things falling Exactly. So what's the problem with what's the problem? That's another thing that people put towards those dummy tests that they did. Why wouldn't they just notify local residents? Hey, we're going to be dropping bodies. So they didn't terrify all the eight year olds in the neighborhood. No kidding. More like the 80 year olds that apparently (laughs) (laughs) lost their minds over. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's another thing, too, though, is it's hard for us to comprehend if we've seen some fake body on the ground we'd be like oh that's fake duh i can tell right now but it might have been a lot different well yeah back in the 50s yeah yeah, 70 years ago where it was like what the hell we've never seen that before what is that we have they have mannequins i have never seen a body fly out of the sky yeah Yeah. no but you have (laughs) but you would know a mannequin if you've seen one even if it was a gelatin like mannequin or whatever You know, you would know. You've it. seen that on MythBusters. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but those guys okay. are just losing, losing their shit over yeah. what the fuck they just God found. Damn. Oh my god. Yeah. So, I don't, bl- I don't blame those people who are witnessing that shit for believing in aliens over the government. So, yeah. um, but so the Air Force reports were dismissed by UFO proponents as being either disinformation or just implausible. Uh, and But some more skeptical researchers like Philip Klass and Robert Todd, who had been expressing doubts regarding accounts of aliens for several years already, used these reports as the basis for their skeptical responses to claims when the, UFO, the ufologists would, would come with questions. Well, government even said this. Come on, guys. So uh, Glenn Dennis, that, who testified that Roswell had alien autopsies carried out, um, he and others were the subjects of threats. And they were, so they were they were threatened by the government, allegedly. Uh, they s- were asked to produce coffins because he was like a mortician. They were asked to produce coffins that were alien sized coffins. Uh, but <laughs> alien and, sized and, and Glenn coffins. and Glenn Dennis was a was a person who was in a couple of these books, and all of the authors who ended up putting them in their books regretted it, and they have all turned around and deemed him as one of the least credible Roswell witnesses by anyone. Uh, Randall himself and even said that heart. in 1998, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Randall said Dennis was not credible for uh, because he changed the name of the nurse that had helped him once we had proved she didn't exist. Oh, no. So... What if there yeah. was an affair, though? <laughs> I know, he was right? Just so. trying to protect her. Exactly. Yeah, I don't under I don't understand how you play along <laughs> with. I mean, there are certain things that happen in your day to day life that is just just happens. But if someone's like, "Look, this is what we got on the table here. We need you to do a fake autopsy <laughs> on this fake alien, and we need you to present it," you know, like I'd be like, "No, 
No. What? Yeah. No. Like, I'd I'm be like, cool. yeah, 100%, let's do it. As yeah, long as you don't kill me or cut my balls off afterwards, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what circumstances, if it was like gun to his head or something, you know, but I would be like, no. So, yeah, well, <laughs> it, it gets even better. So Glenn Dennis, he puts a lot of his, uh, his beliefs of his accounts, at least, towards the film footage that came from 1995, and it's purporting to show an alien autopsy. And it was claimed to have been taken by a U.S. military off- official shortly after the Roswell incident was released. Um, and so this was released by Ray Santilli, a London-based video entrepreneur. Um, and this video got inter- internet international sensation. Uh, it was aired on television networks around the world, news, everything. Um, if you guys haven't seen the videos, I highly recommend it. But most likely, if you guys have seen any video about a- an alien autopsy, you've probably seen that video. Okay. Yeah. There's not a whole yeah. lot. that I mean, at least that look at kind of actually real. Um, so whether it's real or not, go watch it. I mean, unfortunately, in 2006, uh, people were pushing Santilli for answers about the film, and he admitted that the film was not real. But Boo. it was a reconstruction <laughs> oh, okay. Of genuine footage that is now lost. I see. And that I still used some of the original frames um, that supposedly survived from that original said lost film. But, I mean, <laughs> most of it's just a reconstruction. So. I see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we're talking about presidents. If a, if a president wants to know about aliens, for sure, right? One of my favorite uh, quotes from... President Obama, this is after he was president, but when asked during a 2015 interview with GQ magazine about whether he'd looked up top secret classified information, President Barack Obama replied, I got to tell you, it's a little disappointing. People always ask me about Roswell and the aliens and UFOs, and it turns out all the stuff going on that's top secret isn't nearly as exciting as you expect. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the, the secret itself was the most fascinating and exciting part of it that not knowing yeah was was the big yeah and he said but in this day and age it's not as top secret as you'd think that makes sense i'm sure it's exactly what it is it's like the government gathered a bunch of material that they couldn't really determine exactly what it was and that was the end yep like well we're not really sure what this metal is and I'm, we don't know where to go from here. And then we're done. That's our research. Yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. We'll let the weirdos do the rest of the work yeah. for us. Like, we figured we could shut 90 people up with that, but apparently it didn't work out. <laughs> Just right. tell them it's fucking weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so by the mid-1990s, public polls such as a 1997 CNN poll revealed that the majority of people interviewed believed that aliens had indeed visited Earth and that aliens had landed at Roswell, but that all the relevant information was being kept secret by the U.S. government. Naturally. Of course. You know? This is good. a spoof story. They just made all of this up to cover up the real, actual evidence. Oh, for sure. So, like we said, we know 100% what happened in 1947 was a cover-up. The government has confessed to that yeah. by the Freedom of Information Act. You know, there was declassified documents. But a lot of people don't. I mean, you can't trust the government in the first place. Why would you trust the government when they tell you Why not? Uh, financially? I mean, what? Is there a reason? Oh, yeah. 
Because it's because uh, <laughs> um, taxes, taxes. Because of taxes, and because they've lied before, and it hurts. We just <laughs> we can't forgive them yet. So. <laughs> Not yet. Let's tell more rumors <laughs> about hurts. aliens. Okay. <laughs> but so we know it's a cover up, but it was a very loose cover up, just to protect against spy stuff. But where does the cover up really end? How how deep does it go? Is what. Most of the theories are now. Yeah, which I believe is a valid theory, but still, just a you can't. I, I that's the problem, and that's why I'm a. You gotta. I have to see it to believe it. Is your theory itself just ends there? Yeah. You can present the so-called information that you have, but until you're bringing actual proof to the table, I have. I just. It's, it's just, just a, a good theory. story. Yep. Cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah, cool story, bro. So, theory number one. Let's get into it. The crash was a UFO, but just not alien, like we talked about. It was just an unidentified flying object. Okay. But the government still lied. It wasn't one of our spy drones. It was a Soviet intelligence drone. Oh, twist. Yeah. Was Putin still there back then? And he is Stalin, maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> early Stalin. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Fucking, I don't know what <laughs> Russia was like in the 40s. Probably uh, plotting a war or two. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so that's where it goes to where Maybe their cover-up's not too crazy. It was a spy balloon, but it wasn't yeah. one of ours. Well, that would make sense not to freak anybody out. Like, yeah. why would the Russians be spying on us? What do they want? What do they think we're doing? Yeah. That, That's, I, yeah. This is ramping up of the Cold War. This is what we've even talked about with the space race and shit like that. Yeah. I would think you'd want that out to the public more than UFO. You think so? Yeah. I would think that it's more realistic and easier for people to handle. Like, yeah. Russia exists. That the Russians are spying on yeah, us? Yeah, the Russians are spying oh, yeah. on us. It, well, that's the thing, is it's definitely more realistic, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean... Governments have been noted. I mean, yeah. even the American government, and we're talk. I promise we'll talk about Project Blue Book because it's a fucking big one. But even in Project Blue Book, they purposely would find certain things that they thought were alien-esque, and they would try to cover them up with something. But then if it wasn't something alien-esque, they would then use aliens as a cover-up for that because... because it was alien. less believable. Yeah, because but aliens, it was like, oh. right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. aliens, man. <laughs> so... I mean, who knows? Uh, theory number two. The crash was just one of our spy balloons from Project Mogul. Yep. yep. As discussed. Yep. So Project discussed. Mogul was an actual project that... Was declassified. That, that, yeah, declassified existed. They really did it right. Mm-hmm. So that, that was that radio yeah. frequency shit. Yeah. Or like sound frequencies. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. So then theory number three. The crash was an alien UFO. And there may have been alien bodies tested on. Well, see, that's where I'm getting at here, is during all of this, the story is the the ship was hit by lightning. I one mean, of, one of the alleged stories. Alleged of, yeah, story. Possibly hit by lightning. Wh- and the aliens died. Did they just evaporate? Did they crash on? Where the well, fuck did they so, go? Well, so that's that's what a lot of the these stories are entailing, is that the government was taking away alien bodies from the scene. But who hurry and snuck in? Because there's, there's, what, seven people who who had ma- the material, who was, like, out mm-hmm. on this 200-yard... Yeah. So four of which were 
uh, Brazel's family, and then there was three other military guards that would have been oh, military okay. officers that. Oh, would okay. Have been so they were military people that were there picking up stuff. Yeah. And so, okay. Then I retract my thoughts. That's right. That's what I was thinking this whole time. Where the fuck did the aliens go if it was an alien ship that crashed? They yeah. just hit by the lightning. And they're like, our weakness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just pretty gone. <laughs> just gone. Well, and so. That's one of the accounts for the Marcel, who's been noted in uh, a lot of the books. His stories, just like the the stories themselves, slowly got more and more intense, which also goes against his reliability a little bit as well. But yeah. it started with an alien craft, and then it was that aliens were there, and oh, then we saw the government taking the aliens, but the government wouldn't let us say anything about it. Which, I mean, makes sense, but... Uh, if it's in the desert, though, you're going to need two guys to... What, two's gonna, one's gonna grab the legs, and one's gonna <laughs> grab the arms, especially, and they're running in the desert. Yeah, especially if it's a fat <laughs> alien, like we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, God, this how are they getting an overweight out? alien? An overweight one, dude. <laughs> how they're carrying them out without anybody seeing anything? How yeah. is tinfoil carrying that much, a- that many aliens? <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's if that's your main hangup on the story, Regis, then you're gonna love theory number four. Okay, you ready? Damn. All right, theory number four. The crash was an alien UFO, but it was a species of alien that takes over bodies like a body snatcher. Nice. So the bo- the aliens took over the witnesses and made them their hosts. Like a parasite. So that way no alien bodies would have been found. Ah. And maybe and maybe that's why the story wasn't talked about for 40 years. Maybe the aliens were still inside these hosts and then they 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 switched hosts, and then they're like, oh, I'm an old person, and I had an alien in me for the last 40 goddamn years. Now I can finally talk about what happened. I mean, I don't know. That would explain the 300 witnesses. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and why would you, if you are a form of intelligent life that's outside of this world, what would you, would you be a human? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, but Why? Why would you? And, and they, grow up in the the seventies yeah, and the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> um, Those are the golden ages, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, yeah, and wouldn't there be some sort of shell of the alien? Like no way. Like they just they can just form into a liquid. They yeah. who knows? Have you not have you not seen the like movie though. Body Snatchers? I don't think I have. Okay. Or Men no. in Black? Don't aren't those snatchers or whatever? Uh, don't they like take form of something else? Ghostbusters. I'm thinking of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Men in Black, the the first alien that comes is like this alien creep, this bug thing that does go inside the body. So, okay. Yeah. 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 True. They're tiny bugs on a tin. Yeah. That just like yeah. grow inside of a body. Yeah. yeah. They just climb right into your ear like cockroaches. Sure. Gross. Boom. <laughs> Before you know it, your body's been snatched. Yeah. You think so, you would know what happens to what know. happens to your like mental your your own body if you get when you done been snatched? Mm. I think it goes to like timeout, like trap. Yeah, it's like, gone. You're almost like in a coma. You're like stuck in your brain. You can you have that inner monologue still. That's right. But you have no control of the words that come out. That would be yeah. a living hell right there. That's the definition of Imagine prison. A, a That's coma. Right scary. There. Scary. Can you? Are you? Like. You still functioning functioning mentally in a coma, like you can still recollect and I think it I don't depends. Know, I've never had one. I know that there's like they <laughs> always say like, Oh, you can never you, you like, oh, read to your coma patient and stuff like that because they somewhat can still hear you and process information, but 
I think that's just to comfort the old yeah, people that are awake. Exactly. I don't I, think it's I for like the so the coma e. I'd be pissed. It's dude, for the coma a. a. Yeah, if I was in a coma and people were waking me up, I'd be so pissed. Like, dude, just let me fucking sleep. Did I this on purpose? Nap for <laughs> <Yeah>. so long. <laughs> dude, quit bothering me. Just let me like sleep for three years, minutes. okay? I need a nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> been working my whole life. Let me sleep. <laughs> I'm sure people who have had a coma are like, it. "Fuck you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not how it is at all." Yeah. I'm Whatever. like, "Get me out of this Whatever. mess." Whatever. <laughs> Body's a prism. <laughs> Still don't believe you, comies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's take it back. Theory number one. Okay. It was a a UFO, but it was just a Soviet spy balloon. Yep. Let me think. Do you believe or no believe? Um, I believe that that is the most logical um, <laughs> theory of all of them. I That's believe fair. that it's. Okay. I mean, it's more realistic than anything we've ever seen. But that's just because. That's it. Those are the types of things we've seen before. We. That's a new goat. We we've. I've never heard this before. Well, what's happening? Yeah, we've we've seen, you know, other countries spying on other countries. We've seen people, you know, not trust humans. Don't trust humans. That kind of thing. So that that's more human nature. So I think that. Yeah, I I mean, I if I'm going to side with the government on this one. But still distrust the government. I feel like theory number one is it's a good little spot. Yeah, I I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I it, same thing what you said. Like, it is the most logical thing, and I get it. If they're trying to hide anything, then that's probably what they they could be trying to hide. Yeah. So I I would think that would be a great yeah the the best story to cover up everything and anything they wanted to as well because it like I said it's the most believable. Yeah. Like your going to believe that as a human especially if you're you're in america and there's not that much um communication with yeah. different countries mm-hmm. you know you're going to believe like oh shit they're really spying on us what do they want from us because we don't they don't get to see it on tv yeah. like especially when it comes to like us. nuclear stuff and yeah, everything too absolutely. So. yeah sure it's fair deal cool i won't scream for that one theory number two the crash was just a spy balloon from project mogul <laughs> There's enough silence that I think yeah. we all don't believe in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's enough eye looking around. Uh, who's going to say it first? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes sense, but that's the problem with theories. If it the one that makes the most sense, it's never what it is. If and if there's still just that. Like I said, there's that line of trust of me that I just really don't believe that what the government says. So if they were going to cover something up in the first place, then and if it really is aliens, I really same same way I believe about Area 51. If it really did have aliens there, they even with the Freedom of Speech Act and everything and them releasing these documents, they still wouldn't come out and say it's actually aliens. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would think that somebody like the deathbed confessions there'd mm-hmm. be I think with Area 51 specifically, it'd be like, look, I worked there my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. some shit happened. Whether whether it gets public or not, you yeah, know, but I would think sure. there would be more, it would be more common. Because mm-hmm. you can't keep a secret. I don't give a shit who you are, especially that big of a secret. Something that like big, I, yeah. I can't even 
buy a present for Christmas for my wife without giving <laughs> it to her before Christmas. So, like, I, I, there's no way. Yeah. Just for me personally. But. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Deal. Theory number three. The crash was an alien UFO, and there may have been alien bodies tested on. No to the alien bodies. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know about yeah. that. It's tough. That one, that one is tough. It's definitely plausible. I um, say no only because I can't explain where the why no one saw the aliens. Mm-hmm. Like why no one was like, what the fuck do they got? Yeah. How are they carrying that out of a, a desert? Well, I mean, there the was whole... lots of witnesses, Regis. There was over three hundred of them. So I don't <laughs> so really understand why you're upset. Witness or second <laughs> or secondhand or even thirdhand witnesses <laughs> never saw something being carried out of there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I say no. That's fair, and, and that's that's the tough part for me is, huh, I I believe that it could have been a UFO just as much as I believe it could have been a spy balloon. I wouldn't think, but I, but I, I'm caught up on the alien autopsy part. Yeah. That one, there's just too many uncredible witnesses yep. and bouncing back. And, and I wouldn't think aliens would make mistakes like that. That sounds like a human error to me. That mm-hmm. doesn't, that doesn't sound like an artificial intelligent error. It sounds like, hey, we're gonna send something similar to a drone in yeah. that we're gonna be able to control. I know that sounds weird to think about that in the 40s. But, no, but yeah, I mean they, you know, they got to be. That. Yeah, they got to be completely above us, you know, intelligent level and technology. If they're wise. traveling that far. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. That's fair. Dude, well, I'll give us like a little, like a, like a maybe like a half little, little hint. <coughs> Just because there's parts of it. Yeah. There's parts that make sense. Could yeah. have been an uh, an alien crashing. For sure. But where's the aliens? It, which? Yeah. Theory number four oh, yeah. explains why there's no aliens. <laughs> that answers and it's, my question. I mean, it's so simple. And all of my concerns. <laughs> Where are the aliens? They climbed through people's ear holes and took over their bodies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why there's no bodies. And that's why it was so easily covered up. Because these aliens were just inside people being like, oh, I'm a person doing person things. And I saw a person thing happen here. But it wasn't a person thing. I'm a person thing. That wasn't a person thing. <clears throat> have I made myself person clear? Yeah. <laughs> made myself person clear. Todd, I don't know how you do it, but I believe in theory yeah. number four more than I believe in any other theory out there. Yeah, and the form of the English language for an alien probably is, uh, they probably, they, they probably their brains probably exploded if they went into a human mm-hmm. in America yeah. and was like, what the, what is this guy saying? They probably how does got, this make sense? They probably got caught on the there, there, and there. And yeah. The Dun, dome. Dome, do And the red, yeah, read, red. That. Yeah. I'm sure the the there there and there was like the the stick that broke the camel's back. And they was like, I'm fucking done, yeah, man. I can't do this. Been in this body for 40 no. years. I don't care if he Beat talks up, about Scotty. it. Just do, yeah, just do yeah, autopsy. Uh, do autopsies on me. Yeah. I don't want to be a human. <laughs> Which the funny thing is too, in body snatchers, if from what I remember correctly, the body snatchers just got pretty much they were just bored of being humans and they just ditched out. Which I feel like if there are alien body snatchers, they're probably just like. I did not leave the Zeta Reticuli system yeah. to come fucking be this guy <laughs> yeah. and work at a goddamn McDonald's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a gas station. I mean, Twinkies are no. good, but they're not that good. <laughs> what happens to the body after the alien leaves? Does the body just be like, all right, oh, I was making dinner. Yeah. Or yeah. is he like, what the hell just <laughs> happened? 
yeah. I've just been awoken. Well, I mean, that's that's... that Men in Black thing yeah. comes to mind. They just the point pew. it at you and it just wipes your memory clean and yeah. you go back to your normal life. There you go. There okay. you go. That's yeah. what. That's what. How comas happen, actually. <laughs> An alien takes over your body and you fall asleep for a while. And that's oh, what comas shit. really are. Yeah, that's, how, that's what comas Just are. Just <laughs> a me. symbiotic alien trying to find a good enough pair. <laughs> the Little world makes more know. sense now. Yeah. The, what's the the more you know say, uh, sound? Ah, the more you know. Ah. That's the rainbow sh- yep. shooting across from the star. <laughs> that's how this it. episode ends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Feels good. It's so comfortable. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Deal, guys. That's it. It's fucking Roswell. Damn, it's good. I'm glad we finally got here. Yeah, it's been a long journey. I figured it was time. It's time. Yep. It was the. It's one. It's noted as being one of the first alien crash landings and alien sightings that was documented. Uh, but it's also known as being one of the most debunked theories around. So yeah, a lot it's of really tough. A lot of holes. Mm-hmm. A lot of different elements of the story as the years went on and yeah yep well trevor thank you so much for coming man yeah thank you for having me it was a good time yeah of course man we'll definitely have you back and uh also thank you to our wives for letting us come here and just stick around all the time absolutely always yeah. yeah uh thank you to all of our goats especially our patreon goats and especially our level 9000 ultra mega goat lucina she asked me not to say her last name Danced Fagoin. Danced Fagoin. No, it, no, she it's, real... no, it's Dance Fagoin. Dance Fagoin. D- you'll get the pronunciation eventually. Here, I'll show you how it's spelled. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so if you if you want to be cool like them, go to Patreon.com/scapegoatspod and check out all of our awesome tiers. And not to get you guys too excited or anything, but we're almost halfway to our goal. Well, we'll, we will start picking and choosing our guests to be from our Patreon pool. So if you guys want to be a guest on the show, I mean, I'd love to have you on. So become a patron, and we'll eventually be able to start picking from you guys, too. So really real. Uh, also, you can go get our merchandise at scapegoatspod.wixsite.com slash scapegoats. Boom. Um, and we still got shirts, hats, and stickers. We're getting low. We're getting there. So new order probably coming soon. And don't forget to check out our Facebook and Instagram. Shit's on fire. It's like, whoa. It's real hot. It hurts I think sometimes soon to post. I'm like, ah, it's on fire. Here within the next little bit, I think we we may should have some type of sale just to get rid of the rest of the inventory. Oh, yeah. And that way we can get a new fresh set. Yeah, I want to get some tank tops All, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, summer that's on the wish list. Absolutely. Tank tops, tank tops. <laughs> and uh yeah i think that's all of the things tickled my fancy decently enough I'm spent real good deal anything else for you guys it's been a good time yeah thanks again for having me of course man well regis till next time don't, don't be, be a sheep. sheep be a goat <laughs>